Welcome to the Kawita Assembly Youth Podcast. Our goal is to equip you to take on the most revolutionary mission known to man. We hope these messages encourage you and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Please like, share, and subscribe. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. And now, this week's message from Pastor Matt. So we are still continuing our series on faith and fear. So the first week we talked about how the disciples, they were so scared and they were hiding behind locked doors right after Jesus was arrested, right after he was killed. The disciples, they ran away and they were hiding. But Jesus came and he stood among them and he gave them peace in the midst of how scared they were. Last week, whenever we read Acts chapter 2, we saw that Jesus, he gave them power, power to be his witnesses throughout the world. So this week, we're going to see what the disciples decide to do with that power and with that peace that Jesus gave them. So we're going to start in Acts chapter 2, verse 5. But before we begin there, I want to go to Acts chapter 2, verse 41, and let's look at the end result and then find out how the disciples did that. So Acts chapter 2, verse 41, says, Those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. Remember last week, whenever the Holy Spirit came on, there was 120 believers. So in a matter of minutes, it, the disciples, they went from 120 believers to 3,000. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty contagious to me. As I was doing a little bit of research for this message, I wanted to find out what the definition of contagious meant. So I was looking at different uh, diseases viruses that were contagious, just to put that in perspective. And so there's a certain scale called, called the R0 scale. And it really just, it's a mathematical term that determines how infectious, how contagious different diseases are. So just to put um, the COVID-19 disease in perspective with other things um, in the scriptures, the flu uh, has a scale of, and a, a contagious rate of two to three. So basically that means that anybody who has the flu, they are going to probably infect two to three other people and they'll they'll get the flu and then they'll pass it on to two to three other people. So so to put that in perspective to the disease measles, which has been eradicated in the United States, so it's not something you have to worry about, but that was a very infectious, a very contagious disease and it had an infectious rate of 12 to 18 so each person that had measles was said to infect 12 to 18 other people with measles. So then you put that in perspective with COVID-19, the disease that's causing all this craziness right now. It has an r naught scale of 1.5 to 3.5, meaning that the doctors, they don't know exactly what the scale is, but they're thinking it's probably right around there. So it means every person with the disease will affect 1.5 to 3.5 other people. So whenever we read this, it seems like whatever faith, whatever peace, whatever power that the disciples had, it seems like it was very contagious. Because whenever we go from 120 people to 3,000 in a matter of minutes, however long it took Peter to preach this message, that turns out to be a, a contagious rate of 25. That means for every believer out of 120, and 20. They shared their faith with 25 other people. So the faith that they had in the early church, it was a very contagious faith. And so then you can imagine those 3,000 people going out into the world, 
and affecting other people. Each one of those other people, um, 25 people. And then another person, they get they infect 25 people. And so that's how it seems like the early church spread across the world like wildfires. It was a whatever they had, it was a very contagious uh, attitude, a very contagious spirit that everybody wanted in that day. So what did the disciples do to be that contagious? What did the disciples do to go from 120 to 3,000 people? And so the people who were there who heard this, the Bible says in verse 12, they were all astounded and perplexed, saying, what does this mean? But some sneered and said, they drunk on new wine. So some people, they were they were shocked. They were amazed. Why are these people speaking in our language, praising God? But other people thought that they were crazy and that they were drunk. So then verse 14, it says, Peter, he stood up with the 11. He raised his voice and he proclaimed to them. So Peter, he stands up. And remember, this is the same Peter. These are the same 11 disciples that were right after Jesus was arrested. They ran and they hide. Well, Jesus, he was killed alone because these same people, they were hiding and fearing for their lives. And now Peter, he is standing up and he is preaching to the same people that he is hiding from. And then he goes and he starts quoting the Bible and starts putting what just happened in the context of the scriptures. And then what Peter does next is he starts preaching about Jesus. In verse 22, he says, This Jesus of Nazareth, he was a man attested to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs that God did among you. And then Peter, he goes and he puts the blame of Jesus' death on the people. He says in verse 21, You used lawless people to nail him to the cross and to kill him. But then Peter, he doesn't stop there. He's, he preaches about the resurrection of Jesus. He says, God raised him from, raised him up, ending the pains of death because it was not possible for him to be held by death. And then he continues to preach about the resurrection of Jesus and then his exaltation. Verse 32 says, God has raised him from the dead. We are all witnesses of this. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God and received from the Father, the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out what you see in here today. And then Peter does stop there. He he talks about how Jesus, who Jesus is, that he is now the Messiah and that he is both Lord. And so he says, this Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Messiah. So after Peter preaches this message to the people, the Bible says that they are, that whenever they hear this message, it says they are pierced to their hearts and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what must we do? After they hear about Jesus, all that he did, his miracles, his signs and wonders, how he was put to death unjustly, and then how God raised him from the dead, and how God exalted him, and as he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, these people, they want to know what they should do about this. And so Peter, he tells them plainly, You just have to repent. And be baptized in the name of Jesus, and then you will be forgiven of your sins, and you will be saved. So that is the story of Acts chapter 2. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. They are filled with power. Peter stands up. He preaches. And then about 3,000 people get saved that day. So what exactly did Peter do? And what are we supposed to do in our world today right now? 
yeah, this is an awesome story. It's cool to go back and read about what God did in the past, but what is God expecting us to do today, right now? So Peter, he stood up with the eleven, he raised his voice, and he proclaimed to them. So Peter, he stood up in the middle of his crazy world. It was scary. People were actually gunning for his life. They wanted to persecute him. They wanted to put us into all this. But Peter, he stood up and he proclaimed. He pointed people to Jesus. In the same way, God is calling us and he's equipping us to stand up in the middle of this scary world and to point people to him. Jesus himself said in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, Verse 14, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So in the middle of this crazy time, with everything being shut down, all this social distancing, us not being able to leave our house, we have to find a way to shine our light and point people to Jesus so that they can give glory to the Father. However you're watching this right now, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, whatever resources are at your hand, use those to point people to Jesus, to stand up, to proclaim the goodness of God, all that God has done in your life and all that he can do in everyone else's life. Use the resources at your hand to do that. So what else did Peter do? It says the people, they were surprised and they were perplexed. And so Peter, he takes the current situation that they are in in the world, and he points it back into the scriptures. He uses the Bible to explain what's going on. In the same way, we can use the Bible to explain what is going on in the world. We can use the Bible to explain that we don't need to have any fear, that we don't have to have anxiety because God is in control. We can point back to the scriptures of all that Jesus did, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the healing, and we can point back to that. And then we can use that to say Jesus is still moving today. He is still working. He is still doing miracles. He is still healing, and He is still on the throne. Yeah, all this, it might have caught us off guard, but it hasn't caught God off guard. What else did Peter do? Peter preached about Jesus. He pointed everything back to Jesus. He talked about what all that Jesus did on earth, the miracles, the signs, the wonders. He talked about all His teachings and all the good things that Jesus did, but then he talked about how Jesus died for our sins and how he was raised back to life and how he defeated death and death could not hold him. And now he's exalted and he's seated at the right hand of God. In the same way today, whenever we don't know what to talk about, whenever we don't know how to tell people what to look towards, point them to Jesus. He is strong enough to hold all of our hope. He is strong enough to hold all of our fear, all of our anxiety. He is strong enough to have everything pointed back to him. They say there's a song that whenever you don't know what to pray, you just pray Jesus. The same way, whenever you don't know what to preach, you preach Jesus. You point people back to what Jesus did in the scriptures and what he did for us, what he's doing in your life today. You point people back to that. So what else did Peter do? Peter gave the people hope. Verse 38 says, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter gave them something to look forward to, something to take their mind off of what was going on right in front of them, to take away, uh, to take their mind off the fear and the anxiety. 
And so he gave them something to look forward to, and that was eternal life, salvation, forgiveness of sins. They don't have to worry about all the sins, all the wrong that they've done, because they could give that to God if they just believe in Jesus and are baptized. In the same way, we should always be pointing people back to Jesus, telling them all that God has done, and that he can and he will forgive your sins if you just look to him. If you just ask him, you believe in him, he will forgive you of your sins. And then you have the promise of eternal life. So in the same way, we should be pointing people towards hope. Something to look forward to. Something to take their mind off the pain and the fear and the anxiety that they are going through today. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, For a momentary light affliction is producing for us in an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. For we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul is saying that we don't focus on what is in front of us. We don't focus on what is going on around us today. The news, the social media, everything you see on there, that's not what we focus on. Because when we focus on that, we have fear, we have anxiety. Yeah, it might be temporary. It might not last, but it will produce fear that does last inside of our heart. So Paul says, we don't focus on that. It's all temporary. It's all going to fade away. Instead, what we focus on is what is eternal, what is unseen. That is what we focus on because that is what will last. Everything that's going on around us right now, it's all a shadow. It's all pointing back to the real thing. And that real thing is Jesus. It's eternal life. It's salvation. And it is the kingdom of God. We point people back to what Jesus said in John chapter 3. Verse 16, he says, for, the, for God loved the world in this way, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That is the promise that we hang on to today. We point people to Jesus. We preach hope. We take their mind off what's going on around them, and we give them the hope of eternal salvation. Hey, I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Let me know if there's any way I can pray for you. You guys know how to get a hold of me. I uh, love you guys. I'll see you guys soon.